0: Hello everyone and happy Sunday. Feels weird to say happy Sunday because I'm so used to saying happy Wednesday, Um, but I wanted to try this on for size and release a special little episode today because I've been hearing a lot of people who are feeling a little bummed out right now as we sail along into what I like to call the holiday vortex. These are the days between December 23rd, which Realistically, it's the 22nd, if you count when people stop checking their email and responding to you, and January 1st. And since this year, January 1st falls on a Friday, let's be honest, it's probably going to go on through Monday. So that's what I mean. It's the vortex. Now, during this time, it can be harder to get work done. Um, And sometimes you just want to like stave off all your duties and spend time cuddling, snuggling, I don't know. Drinking mimosas or tea or reading a book in a whole day, which, by the way, reading a book in a whole day is possibly the best treat and best feeling in the whole world. I got one from the library recently and I've already made it like 50% through it by the next day. And I keep waking up at like wee hours in the morning to keep on reading it because it's so good. Highly worth the bleary eyed feeling that I have the next day. But anyway, Um, Since it is the holiday vortex season, I thought I would bring you this happy story from one of our She Built This members that landed a spot on Shark Tank. When she posted that she um, got on Shark Tank after applying five times, she finally got selected, we were all rooting for her as a community and then we all watched her, I know a lot of my family did too we watched her walk away with an investor. And I want to say something. um, What I love most about her story is I love her why. And she really honestly, after the interview with her, I got to thinking about mine and what it is now versus what it's been in the past. So for example, my why used to be all about health and educating others and healthy choices. I went to school for health education and that is literally what I lived for. Like I just wanted to tell people about health all day every day. And then when my uh, when we opened our mattress store, my why really became about sleep and educating others in that area of health. And I think now my why is a little bit bigger and a little bit more multifaceted than just health. I want to make the world a better place. I want to inspire and impact other people to do the same. And I want to do this by bringing together a community that creates like a ripple effect as we all join together to make the world a better place. And yes, of course, health is always going to play a part in my life. It still plays a part in making change. Um, Heart and soul plays a role. It can't, can't, put that aside. And then, of course, our brains and our education are still very much involved. So, you know, I guess it hasn't changed all that much. I'm just a lot more clear that like really my why is that I want to make the world a better place. So today, as a happy and short little episode, we're going to go behind the scenes... With Dahlia Rizik of Buckle Me Baby Coats, and hear about her experience on Shark Tank. But more importantly, and I hope what you really walk away with is her why and her sense of passion. Um, Dahlia Rizik is a mom of three who wanted her kids to be safely buckled in the car seat during the winter time, but she was too tired to wrestle her kids' winter coats off in the car seat one last time. So frustrated with the struggle and refusing to choose between her children's warmth and their safety, she invented a coat that can go on at home and stay on safely in the car seat. She lives with her three kids in New Hampshire, along with her two cats and a dog. And by trade, she is a licensed mental health clinician who treats PTSD in her private practice and in her spare time, which I do not know how this woman has spare time, but she helps parents and caregivers with fast and easy car seat coats. I love hearing from all of you after you listen to these episodes. So today, I wanna encourage you after you listen, tell me what your why is. What is that thing that is bigger than you that is the reason that you're doing what you're doing? Can't wait to hear from you and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the She Built This podcast where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, Dahlia, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. How are you today?
1: Good morning, Emily. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to have this conversation. This is actually a bonus episode this year because everyone in the She Built This community was so excited for you to be on Shark Tank. And I even had my whole family tuning in um, to watch you and cheer you on. So we're really excited to talk about some of the behind the scenes of what you experienced on Shark Tank and also Buckle Me Baby Coats and I guess how you see this launching you into the future. So... I am, I am psyched to get started. And one of our community members, Lynette, said that she bought um, some a bucklebean baby coat. I think you have like a, a box or something and she bought it for her grandson. Exciting, I can't wait to help her out
1: with easy winter safety this season.
0: Yeah, she's excited. So I guess for some backstory for people who maybe didn't see the episode, um, why don't you tell us about Buckle Me Baby Coats and how you got started Sure. And I I guess what brought you, you know, after that, what brought you to try to be on Shark Tank? Sure. So
1: I am a single mom of three. I'm raising my kids in freezing cold New Hampshire. It's cold probably eight to nine months out of the year here. We have winter and summer and that's it. Um, I had learned that the NHTSA and the American Academy of Pediatrics both recommend taking puffy coats off in the car seat. But my problem was my my oldest, um, well, when she was five, was almost impossible getting her coat on to begin with. So taking it off at every single stop was just not doable. But I wanted her to be safely buckled, and so one day after struggling with her, I thought to myself, you know, if the zipper of the coat wasn't in the middle, if it was on the side and the shoulder panels kind of split, the harness could sit right on the chest and shoulders, and this wouldn't be a thing. And at the time. Facebook wasn't a thing. It's hard to even remember what that was like, but I, I contacted every coat manufacturer you could think of, and they all unanimously said, no one cares. And I said, I, people care, yeah, I promise. Um, but they weren't convinced, and I was in the middle of my master's program, so I focused on that. And um, But over time, as I built my practice, I'm a mental health counselor. You know, I was walking through the parking lot one day, and I saw a woman dragging a blanket through the slush and her daughter was wrapped in it and she looked miserable and defeated the way i felt when i first thought of the coats and i thought well it's been like 10 years i can't believe that's still a thing so i did some research and there still wasn't a solution so i thought let me let me make a sample and put it on facebook and see if parents are interested let's see if the manufacturers are wrong and and that video went viral it was crazy i scrambled to line up manufacturing and and figure out production and get coats out to parents because people are co- chronically emailing me saying, can we have one? And I only had the one. And it just exploded. It's been three years. Um, I've been trying to get on Shark Tank in that same amount of time. You know, I'm a, I'm a single mom with no backers, so I don't have a lot of funding for advertising. Um, and I thought you know, getting onto Shark Tank would do two things. It would help me spread, spread the word to As many parents as possible, but it would also help me get an investor who can sort of show me the ropes and open doors with manufacturers that I've not been able to get um, phone calls in with. Um, And, you know, it's been a wonderful experience so far.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious how long it was from when you first had the idea to when the product actually came into fruition and like how many iterations did that coat have to go through before you before you came to what you are, have now?
1: So funnily enough, the coat that is on the market right now is the exact coat I thought of when I thought of it. The coat hasn't changed too much. Um, I've added some things to it like the extendable sleeves so parents can use them longer. Um, the ribbed neck oh, that's genius warm around the neck yeah i know well i thought about it i'm like well, every time i buy a new coat for my kids it's because they outgrew it in the arms why can't the sleeves just roll out like you know i try to think about what would i want as a parent um but the coat design is exactly what i thought of the day i thought of it um when i thought of it my daughter was around uh, four and she's now 22 so it was a long time ago
0: when i thought oh of it. my goodness i know
1: um but there was just no way to get it to market directly. And, and you know, the people that make coats just were 100% totally, completely uninterested. Um, I'm glad I'm doing it now. I'm glad I didn't sell it to a coat manufacturer then. Um, because they were so uninterested, I think they would have just shelved the product. And I do believe parents need it. I don't think parents have to choose between car seat safety and warmth. They should be able to have both
0: yeah and you're so right like and it's not just new hampshire i mean yes we only have winter and summer here yeah um okay let's start talking a little bit about shark tank so you decide to go on what's the application process like
1: it's a long process it's about nine months long um so you apply and you know they send you um materials saying we'd like to we'd like you to send us an interview um an interview video, then they do an interview with you, and then they do another interview with you. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. So it's a long process, but you're not doing something um, during the entire process, and nothing is guaranteed. So even after you've filmed, your episode may or may may not air. They only air about, I think, 60% of what they film, and you don't really find out until a few weeks before your episode airs that you're actually even
0: airing. And so how long did you have to, I mean, I'm assuming you just had to be quiet about it the entire time.
1: The first rule of Shark Tank is you're not allowed to talk about Shark
0: Tank. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then you find out that you're on it and you must have felt or like that it was going to be aired and you must have felt so excited to be able to share this.
1: It was so exciting. I mean, I've been wanting to be on Shark Tank since year one and I've applied The three years. So, you know, to have it happen finally was like a dream come true. It was a fabulous experience.
0: So, is it, is it, do they have a live audience? No. Okay. So, how did you feel before you were going out onto the stage?
1: So, it's not a stage, it's like a room. Um, Okay. And when you're walking through that hallway, um, it's exactly how you see it on TV. So, it felt a little surreal. But I, I think one of your, um, audience had asked, what was I thinking? And it's funny because what I was thinking was don't trip on the carpet. (laughs) There's a carpet that you land on, you have to stop on this X and um, you're not supposed to look down. You're supposed to be looking straight ahead as you're walking and I'm so clumsy. So that my entire thought was don't trip on the carpet.
0: (laughs) Honestly, that would be what I would be thinking too. Because um, I also am clumsy. So were you, did you feel nervous at all? Or did that kind of like, you know, I know sometimes when you're presenting or speaking, like you, that nervousness can almost go away um, once you get into the moment.
1: Yeah, it was like a blur. I usually, I, I usually am nervous when I'm speaking, but I really wasn't this time. Um, you know, I wanted to get through my spiel in the beginning and not forget any parts because they don't let you start over. Once you start, you're filming. That's it. What we get is what we get. Um, but it was really easy and relaxing and honestly they were all so nice. Uh, what you see on TV is a fraction of what they film. I think they filmed for about an hour and they edited it down to about 8 to 10 minutes.
0: Oh wow. Um, okay, so did you have like a plan for negotiation? Did you go in with a set amount of equity that you were willing to part with? And, and also for the listeners that didn't get to see the show, I would love for you to recap what you kind of walked away with as an offer.
1: Sure. So I ended up getting a deal from Damon for 20% of my company for $100,000 and 30% of all licensing. Um, I had walked in asking for 10% for $100,000 and my max was 20%. So, um, you know, I had asked for 10% knowing that there was going to be some negotiations. I had hoped to get a deal from Barbara or Damon. So I was super excited to get a deal from Barbara and Damon. Uh, But then it presented a dilemma, like, who do I go with? Um, but Damon really was the clear choice. He has a lot of experience in, in the space that I'm in and has the contact. So it was an easy yes.
0: Yeah. And I think the licensing alone, I mean, he, you know, him mentioning that when Toys R Us gets their own version of this and et cetera, et cetera, that was like, I was like, okay, that's a no brainer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a very easy yes.
0: Um, now, if he hadn't, so if he hadn't given you an offer, you would have taken an offer from Barbara because but, she was next at bat.
1: Yes, they were, you know, I spent like months since I knew I was filming, like, who who do I want the most? Like, you know, who, what are the advantages and disadvantages of each shark? And really, it was Barbara and Damon were almost matched, except, you know, Damon had that background. And
0: why was that?
1: Uh, they just have really strong sales records all the <clears throat> all the sharks do but you know mark is really more into the tech stuff so is um robert who wasn't there that day kevin is more into the financial space uh but barbara and and damon both have a lot of sales and and physical products and kids products
0: and so you said they're all very nice which i love um did you get a chance to talk to them before and or after
1: no you actually are not allowed to meet with them at all before
0: Oh, my goodness. So Ed, do you get to talk like, Is Dame, are you and Damon like BFFs now?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say we're BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm regularly. just kidding.
0: Um, all right. So what's the plan now? Oh, one more question, I guess, about Shark Tank in sure. particular. Um do they have like tons and tons of makeup on and did you have to wear tons and tons of makeup
1: i had more makeup on than i normally do i am a low maintenance girl i my routine to get out the door is like maybe three minutes max um my daughters like i said they're 22 and 18 and they are all into the makeup you know TikTok and all that but my oldest was like let me do your makeup i'm like i don't have the patience to spend half an hour doing my makeup and she said you're going on national television if you can you make a one-time exception <laughs> so she had shown me all the things I should do and, and I did it um they they looked pretty normal to me I don't think they had tons and tons of makeup I'm sure they had makeup but I, I was kind of focusing more on what they were saying and and how I was feeling than um looking were, at their faces yeah they looked <laughs> like studying their things.
0: eyeliner <laughs> right,
1: exactly yeah
0: um where where I'm sorry for not knowing this but where is the show actually filmed
1: usually it's filmed I believe in in LA or Burbank I'm not 100% sure because I didn't film that way um this year because of COVID they moved filming over to Las Vegas um they had us staying in a hotel in Vegas they had taken a whole section of the hotel and created a bubble we all had to quarantine for 10 days you couldn't you know put one hair outside of your room um, and, and, on the, on the, and they had, you know, uh, COVID tests at intervals and in all the people that were there with the filming and the crew, not one person had a positive test. They did a really great job keeping everyone safe and healthy.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And that's a question no one even asked, but it's a super pertinent question right now. Like, how did you get all in the same room with a bunch of other people?
1: Yeah, they were really great about the social distancing, mask wearing, uh, sanitizing everything, keeping people far apart, testing, testing, testing. It just was, they did a great job.
0: Now one, um, so my father-in-law actually, he wanted to know why, I mean, you were tossing out some pretty significant numbers when you were sharing about your revenue and your sales so far. And so why would you go in with just $100,000 as like the buy-in? Is that like standard procedure?
1: No, you can you can ask for whatever you want. They don't actually give you any guidelines. Um, I had two reasons. You know, I, I think it was Mark who said you don't really need. It was either Mark or Lori. I can't remember now. Um, but one of them had said you really don't need an investment, and they were right. I didn't. You know, my co- my company is cash flow positive. I was looking for a strategic partner. So when you're looking for a strategic partner. It's not really about the dollars and cents. And if I had walked in there with a valuation that's like wildly out there, it's not going to go anywhere, you know. So it's not about the cash and the percentage. It's about the doors that they're going to be able to open for me.
0: Right. That makes total sense. Um, so what I guess what is changing for you since since this has all happened has it has anything changed yet? Um, are you planning to onboard staff? Change the sourcing of your materials, that kind of thing.
1: Um, I have a really great factory. They've done a great job and at pretty good price points. So I don't believe I'm going to change my factory. I don't really have a reason to. Uh, I'd love to start onboarding staff. It, you know, people are always fooled when they talk to me because they're like, "Oh, you know, I spoke to so and so in in your marketing department, or you, or or in um, your customer service department. I spoke to someone." And I'm like, "That's all me. It's still me." <laughs> um, I'd love to hire people. The company has grown so fast that it's always when it comes down to it in February and I'm placing my order, I have to think, well, am I going to take this $80,000 and hire someone to help? Or am I going to take this $80,000 and buy more coats because I always sell out and I always end up just buying more coats. Um, What I'm going to do this February, I still haven't decided. I was just thinking about that yesterday. What's changed for me since Shark Tank, you know, Damon and I have had a lot of conversations about different ways we can um, get the coats into the hands of more parents. And there's some really cool ideas that I'm excited about. But what we're doing um, in terms of concrete definitive plans is not something I can share yet.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense um All right. So, what else do you feel like you wish that people asked you that they didn't? Because what we did was to, again, give background, is we reached out to um, members of the She Built This community and said, What questions do you have for Dahlia? So, <laughs> what do you feel like you wish somebody had asked that n- nobody put in the comments?
1: Sure. So, it, it's not Shark Tank related, it's just winter car seat related. You know, well- A lot of times, one of the things that I hear a lot, never directly to me, but just sort of in roundabout ways or in forums I'm in as a mother, is that some people don't believe that the winter car seat danger is actually real. Um, And it comes from a couple of different places. There's one viral video that shows a dummy being tossed from the car seat with a winter coat on, but the straps of the car seat isn't strapped tightly to begin with. So parents have this idea, or caregivers have this idea, if I just pull the harness straps tighter, that's not a problem. And it's not really about how tight the straps appear, it's how the straps work. So in a car crash, the harness is supposed to be directly on the chest and shoulders, and the harness is actually designed to stretch a little bit. So when you're in an accident, everything is thrown forward. When the harness is right on the chest and shoulders, it stretches a little bit, which slows down how fast your child's body is stopping because stopping abruptly is not good for the internal structure of your body so the harness rides down with your body and it stretches and it slows down that rate of deceleration when you have a puffy coat on even if it looks like the harness is pulled really tightly the puffiness of the coat compresses and instead of the harness traveling with your child's body and slowing it down your child moves through that space, it's about one to four inches, it moves through that space and then slams into the harness. And they found that six millimeters of extra forward movement creates critical brain neck and spine injuries. So it's super, super, super important. My coats aside, if a parent never buys a buckle me baby coat, totally fine. You can take coats off, you can use a poncho, you can use a light fleece jacket, um, you can use a blanket, my coats make it a little bit more convenient. But puffy traditional coats should never be used in the car seat. And that's something I feel like all parents should know.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is, I mean, that is your message, you know, and your why. And I love that you shared that with us. And that makes complete sense about the puffiness, just a little tiny bit of puffiness because it's such a little tiny person.
1: It's a little tiny person and their bones aren't fully hardened. It's mostly cartilage. So the dangers to, that's another thing I hear often. Well, I'm I'm really short, so should I be in a five-point harness? No, your bones are fully hardened. A baby's bones, a toddler's bones, they're still mostly cartilage, it's stretchy, so their risk of injury is higher.
0: Wow, okay, well, thank you. So let let that be a major PSA for us all. Um, And I really, really appreciate that you came on to share with us about your experience and about your company and what is next for you, even though you can't tell us all the spoilers, but we understand. (laughs) So I think we will all be following along and, you know, cheering you on. Thank you for inviting me, Emily. Yeah, thank you. Hooray. I hope you enjoyed this special little episode today, and I hope you're... Um, holidays, if you celebrated Christmas, was merry, bright, cozy, safe, all the things. I I think I'm going to take a break for the last week of the year to really sit back and do some thinking and catch up on some other projects that I have for She Built This. So if I don't talk to you before then, I hope you have a happy new year And I appreciate you all so much for listening and being a part of my world this past year. Let's rock the socks off 2021. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.